I love this interview. It's very different than some of the interviews we've had recently. Um, We're not talking about book production or writing or marketing, but we're talking about mindset and getting over blocks and vulnerability and fear of being seen and all of those things that come up when you have a big desire to write a book that leaves an impact on the world. So I hope you enjoy listening to this interview as much as I enjoyed recording it. Haley Hunter Hines is a beautiful person, a beautiful spirit, and just brings such lovely energy to the world. So I hope this lifts you up and gives you some ideas on how you can be kinder to yourself so that you're able to really show up in the way that you can make an impact with your books and your words. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't want to get in your way. Okay, welcome to another episode episode of the Publish Her podcast. Today, we're going to dig into um, some woo-woo, more like topics. Don't let that scare you if you don't know what that means, or if you're worried we're going to get into something weird, because I assure you, this will be a lovely conversation that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to move forward. We're basically talking about mindset today. I have a very special guest um, who has been an instrumental part of my life and my journey since I met her gosh, three or four years ago now, I want to say at a live event, and she just totally rocked my world. Um, Haley is the CEO of of Soul Sparkle Living and the creator of the Soul Centered CEO Collective. She is a business strategist and intuitive advisor to leaders called to create a soul centered business and life. She is the creator of Soul Sparkle Siva, global service trips and experiences, and is a is an expert in transformational travel, which she has a big trip coming up to Paris soon, which looks amazing. We'll have to talk about that at the end. (laughs) Haley spent over 20 years in corporate wellness industry, consulting over 500 employer clients and as a senior level executive leading strategy, innovation, and new product development for a national health management organization. She has always felt called to help others craft businesses that give back and make a global impact. Her vision is big, helping soul-centered CEOs make millions so that together we can give millions, which has been such an important um, part for me is really wanting to be able to create a business that allows me to give back in so many ways. So thank you so much for being with us on today's show. Oh, it's always a pleasure to spend time with you in any form I can be connected. So happy to be here. Thank you. Now, one of the things that her her bio does not mention is that she's also, I like to call her Glenda the Good Witch. <laughs> <laughs> she does a lot of, um, you know, uh, spiritual type things. We read cards, we do meditation, we do um, all kinds of fun things as part of her program. So it's not just business strategy, but it's a lot about opening your heart and your mind to the possibilities, I think is what you really bring. Yeah, yeah. And, and whatever way we need to um, connect with that part of us. So yeah, I love to bring in different modalities, different tools, different resources to help, you know, open your mind, open your heart, build um, 
confidence and really expand your creativity as well. And that's the main reason that I wanted to have you on the show, because writers in general deal a lot with mindset blocks, with um, feeling afraid of moving forward, with fears of what's to come, with um, it's it's hard, it's hard work to write a book in the first place. There's so many vulnerabilities that come from this. And you know, you're in the process of writing your first book, so you're getting a taste of this. But then when you get out there and start trying to market and yeah, bring it, build your audience and do all of these things. There are so many times and places that you can have setbacks and, and fall back. So I'd really like to spend our time focusing on ways that we can channel our energies to help us be more creative, to help us work on those mindset blocks and um, to bring forth abundance into our, our writing businesses. Yes, 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 yes. And I, you know, one of the things you touched on the fear of, of visibility and mm-hmm. being vulnerable, those are very real things, right? And it's really it's really easy to let those things hold us back and keep us um, from expressing uh, what words we wanna share, the stories we wanna tell, and really to bring our message to the masses. So it's so important to have the tools that you can kind of step out of your mind and back into your heart. Yeah. And be like, okay, let's stay here. Feels a lot better as well. And then let the words just flow from that space. I, I think that's really important for writers too. It's a it's a, it's a funny story to share, but it's not really funny at all. And that is um, my second book, which started a book series, "Lose the Cape: Realities for Busy Modern Moms and Strategies to Survive." We spent so much time and effort writing this book, and it was so important to me because it was. Um, my my co-authors and my answer to the mommy wars at the time basically like we were seeing so much garbage just being thrown at mothers and making mothers feel bad so we decided to write this book that was like we interviewed all these different moms and and we took together all their stuff and we're like look everybody does it differently and their children are still being raised well and nobody's dying from drinking formula instead of breast milk and (laughs) all of these things right so we put so much love and energy behind this book and I was so afraid of failure that I didn't market the book at all what could have been a wonderful launch turned into like 10 copies sold mostly to me and Carrie. <laughs> and, and those are the types of things that hold us back because yes, like you mentioned the visibility, but the fear of failure. And I think if I were to, you know, reverse engineer what was happening in my brain, I think I'd convinced myself, well, if it doesn't do well, at least I can say it's because I didn't market it rather than the fear of that. So, you know, the the struggle is real when it comes to mindset. So I guess my question for you would be, you know, you work with a lot of different business owners who are doing a lot of really big things. I'm sure you see fear a lot. What are some of the coping mechanisms that you have when someone is just afraid of what's going to happen next? Yeah, well, I think there's a couple of things that are common themes that I see. Uh, One is the fear of visibility, because, you know, in order to the philosophy that we have, especially in the collective, is around making more to give more. What I try to do is is allow people to focus on the being of service part, right? So it's mm-hmm. like um, a lot of people have a fear of making more money or being more visible, which usually come hand in hand, right? You have to you have to build your audience, you have to grow your platform in order to sell more books or make more revenue or whatever it is, but also to make a bigger impact. So a lot of times, if I can shift them from the place of, and this is goes for writing a book too. It's like, get out of your mind. It's not about you anymore. The, the reason you're writing the book 
It's not about you. It's about that message that you want to bring through. It's about that work that you're doing in the world. And if you are willing to step on the other side of fear and show up consistently, visibly, you will make such an impact on the world. And then all the blessings that come as a, as a side benefit of that, right? So I think a lot of times we get in our head, um, we're afraid of being seen. It's scary to tell your story. Or like you said, you're attached to the outcome and you're so afraid of what the outcome is that you miss the blessing of the journey, right? So what I really try to encourage people to do is just say, okay, this is not about you. How can you show up and get out of your head, serve from a place of, of really wanting to make an impact and a difference? And it makes it so much easier to, to get out of your head and, and just show up consistently that way. So that's just one example. Um, sometimes people are afraid of making more money. They're like, oh, I'm going to get too big for my britches. That's a Southern term that I've heard my whole life, right? <laughs> or like, you know, who do you think you are to write a best-selling book or to create that million-dollar business or whatever it is? So really just letting yourself believe that it is possible, that it is available to you. And trust that whatever you do that is, again, fully in integrity and fully in alignment that is when all of the blessings that are going to be available, that, that's when it happens, right? That's when the magic happens. So, so I think those are a couple of things that I try to encourage the people that I work with um, to get out of their own way and not limit themselves. Because again, if they're afraid of making more money, it's like, well, we need money to, to be of service. We need more resources energetically, financially, so we can leave a legacy, right? And you're such an example of that. I mean, you're such a a giver within your business. And it's such a beautiful thing to watch you. You always have a, a give back and you know, you're, you're so generous in that way because that's important to you and it's part of your business model. So when you make more, you give a percentage of that. You, you make more, you, you keep that cycle going and it's such a beautiful thing to see. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It is important though. I mean, my entire business was started off of a book that I wrote about the loss of our daughter and and, you know, when you start from that place, it's always coming from a, a place of love and um, a willing, a, a desire to change the world. And I think most authors have this somewhere in them, whether even, even authors who are writing fiction books, it, it may, it may be that their goal is to be able to bring in another income to support their family or to be able, we work with a lot of authors who are trying to, um, create an additional revenue stream so that they can stay home with their children or you know there's a lot of ways to give back that isn't necessarily in that you know donate a million dollars to another organization it can be to raise your own children exactly exactly it creates it creates the space and the freedom to um really put your energy and time where you want it to be right exactly exactly yeah. that be volunteering or whatever it is um it could be making sure that your kids are taken care of all day, every day. I mean, it just really depends on what, um, what the desires of your heart are. Getting out of a soul sucking job, maybe. I mean, that's a big desire too. You can't really serve other people if you are miserable every single day. Um, so what are some of the techniques that you use to help help um your people our people my yeah I am one of your people to help <laughs> us um you know calm ourselves down envision the possibilities all of those things yeah so I think there's a, a few key pieces um 
that I always encourage. One is some form of mindfulness and meditation, whether that be simply being quiet and still, whether it be a formal structured guided meditation process or practice that you do, um, some level of consistency and just calming your mind. Mm -hmm. Is that to me, (laughs) it's hard for a lot of us, right? But it's also one of the greatest gifts you could give to yourself. The way I always describe it is that the more committed you are to that kind of practice, um, the less you react and the more you can respond. It almost creates space. You can't see my hands right now, but I'm, I have my hands. Over. <laughs> You're creating space. You're just creating space for everyone. <laughs> right? so, so normally, you know, in, in all areas of your life, whether it be um, a conversation, a difficult conversation, or you're, you're on the highway and something happens and you react immediately and you might react in a way that isn't always the loveliest, right? So um, that kind of a practice creates space for you to calmly respond rather than react. Mm-hmm. So that can apply to every conversation, every interaction, whether it be again, family, coworkers, clients, whatever that is, strangers. Um, so that would be the foundational piece is starting some kind of mindfulness, meditation, consistent practice, even if it's three minutes a day or 10 minutes a day, whatever it is that you need to just start from a grounded, centered place. The other piece of that would be um, some form of breath work or pranayama, like breathing. It, it sounds simple and it, and it is as long as you do it consistently in a bit of a structured way, right? So there's a lot of different ways that you can add that into your practice as well. So even if it's silence or stillness and quiet, and then a few specific exercises that you can do just to kind of ground yourself. Um, the beauty of, of breath work is that it really shifts your nervous system, right? Yeah. So when you're in that fight or flight and you're feeling anxious or you know something's going on that you're not feeling good about or you're not at peace, just modifying your breath can help you bring bring you back to center, right? And I think you would agree that every decision, every choice, every conversation you make from a place of grounded calm and peace mm-hmm. always goes better. Uh, absolutely. Always better than the alternative, right? So so those are kind of some pieces. I would say um, journaling. You know, and especially for writers, if you're all, um, if you have a lot of words in your heart and in your mind all the time, allowing yourself to just free write and like get things out for me has always been a, a really powerful practice because I call it mental masturbation. Otherwise, you've got all these words, <laughs> right? Like all the words, all the words, and you really just need to get them out. And so, journaling, even just for a few pages a day in the morning. So, those kind of com- core components really set you up for a beautiful or at least a much more optimal state throughout the day. I'm glad I'm glad you talk about breathing because um you know breathing so I'll probably never finish it but I started my yoga certification a couple years ago (laughs) and but more so to understand the mind body spirit connection than to ever teach yoga but because I was going through a time that was super duper stressful and I just wanted you know some some tools and techniques to help me and um speaking of the pranayama and the learning about breathing like I I appreciated uh, their description in the book about how 
we don't even realize it, but we have, because of our stressful lives have really um, come into a point where we breathe very shallowly. And when we're nervous, we breathe super shallowly and our brains are actually being deprived of oxygen all day, every day. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So for creatives, especially who need that, um, who need all the brain power we can possibly have to be creative and to write these wonderful words and then to do all the things required of running a business as an indie author, um, you know, taking the time to, to breathe deeply. I like it, the box breathing method, because it's yeah. so simple. If you don't know what that is, just breathe in for four counts, hold for four counts, breathe out for four counts for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Simple. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't right. have to be fancy. That's right. the beauty of it. It can be very simple, you know? So I, I agree. It's the life force within us and it is the number one reset button, if you will. Right. Number one. Yeah. If you do nothing else, just take a moment, come Amazing. back to the breath and take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, Haley and I recently attended a conference together and I think um, one of the things that I really took away from that conference is the importance of space and mm -hmm. how, how giving, and, and you mentioned this just a minute ago, the idea of having enough space to be able to process things and, and think through it and all of that. Um, I know with, with a lot of our indie authors, they finish writing the book and then they're so excited that the book is done that they just want to rush right into the next phases without taking the space to, you know, do all the things to market and grow the audience. Um, so, you know, just in general, they're like, like making the time for space. It's amazing how um, stopping, pausing, taking time to think through things actually makes you more productive in the long run. And this is something I fail at on the regular. Um, so I would ask what, you know, other than the tips that you just gave us, do you have any other ideas about making that space, especially when you feel super compelled to just charge forward? Go, go, go. Yeah. So one of the things that I do in my consulting and a lot, all the CEOs that come into the collective, I have these conversations with them and we talk about the concept of simplifying to amplify, mm -hmm. right? So, so many of us, especially creatives, it's like shiny, sparkly things. Oh my God, squirrel. I'm, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. <laughs> our, our attention can be in 900 different places. And we also want to do all these offers or do all these projects or all the things, right? So like you said, jumping from one thing right into the next thing or having multiple things you're doing. There's nothing wrong with having a multi-passionate personality like myself. <laughs> you but um, the the idea is we can focus on one thing to amplify the the um the effect and the impact and then once we feel like that is in completion or close to completion that's when you bring in another thing so um i feel like for all of us that are challenged in that way one of the things we can do is like okay until i've gotten all of this done and everything on this project completed, I don't need to start the next thing and the next thing. It's like reading four or five books at a time. You never right. finish them. Right. right. So it's that same concept. It's clear the clutter, focus on the most important things to execute the vision, the mission, the dream that you're working on right now. And then once you're at your goal or completion of that project, then you open up the next one. Right. And, and you try to I have started, and I'm, I haven't always been good at this. It's taken a lot of practice because it's not naturally the way my brain works, but to start closing more loops 
So I don't have all these open things happening all the time, right? So my ability to, to simplify my schedule, my life, and my projects and my work really does then free up more space energetically for becoming more creative, you know? Yeah. But then the key is having a process or a place that you can put all of those other things, all the other ideas and those million dollar dreams things, put them somewhere. So that way at the completion of one thing, you go right back to your list of all the other things, then you bring the next one in and then the next one in. So make sure that you've got kind of a, a process of support. Yeah, Otherwise your brain is going to be like, oh, but I had all these ideas and what's going to happen to all those, you know? It's hard for me to imagine this in talking about um, book launches in general, because it is like a three-part thing happening at the same time, because you're writing, going through the production of your book and marketing all at the same time. So how do you, um, I mean, I guess maybe you look at it as that is your one project and you just have to divide out you know, your time based on those three major areas and where they fit in. Right, exactly. So you'd be focused on that project to all the way to the completion, all the way to the to the marketing, all the way to the launch, all of that. Because, you know, I think a lot of us too, we get excited about the process of the writing part. And then we they're like, okay, done. Like you, you're like, I wrote this amazing book. And then I was too afraid to put it out. And so I think it's just, again, and asking for support yeah. and receiving support through that process is also another way to really kind of allow yourself to energetically to let your nervous system acclimate and integrate throughout the process, which again, going back to the journaling, the stillness mm -hmm. and the breathing that will also help stabilize your nervous system. So as things are launching and growing and all the things, all the visibility, your body's not going, oh my God, I'm going to freak out now and sabotage it. Right. Cause a lot of us do that. Oh yeah. Made of it. So it's like, you have to allow your, this is, I'm tapping now. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. You know, I can let myself calm, stay calm, yeah, be in the moment and allow the expansion. Yeah. And then the next now moment, I can now allow more expansion and it's okay. And I don't have to freak out. So one of the beautiful things that you do is help open people's mind to the idea of the possibilities and abundance. And um, this is an area, I'll just be honest, that I struggle with really hard because I love the idea of everything, abundance coming to me with grace and ease, but it's really hard for me to believe it when I'm in the grind. Yeah. Um, do you have some tips for uh, things that we can do to start you know, cause we can't just say, you know, all the book sales are coming to me and, and, and so it is, <laughs> but without like, then it's like when it doesn't happen, then we don't believe it. Right. 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 Yeah. So, um, our, one of our mutual friends and also a member of our collective, Dan, one of my favorite humans, he has this beautiful, um, teaching around micro shifts, right. To where you don't have to go from, it's so hard. I'm in the grind. I can't ever make any money to, oh my gosh, I'm going to make a million dollars. That's right. too big of a stretch for your mind to actually handle. So what he suggests, and I love this concept is just small incremental shifts and changes in your thoughts and your beliefs and your actions. So for example, um, you're right. You can't just sit and meditate on your <laughs> a million book sales or a million, <laughs> million book sales and then just be like, oh my God, why didn't I manifest it? Right. Why isn't it happening? Right. <laughs> 
And I think that's where the, the law of attraction teaching kind of, kind of messed up some people's mindset around, yeah. oh, I don't have to take any action. I can just, I can just sit here and will it and call right. it in. No, no. Um, my philosophy is that, yes, you have to have a vision of what you want to create. So getting really, really clear on what you desire, right? So I want to have um, this number of book sales. I want this timeline. I want this impact. I want these speaking opportunities based on my book. You know, whatever the thing is, the big vision, I do believe that creating that big vision is really important because if you don't know what you really want, then you're not sure or clear or certain on the steps you need to take to get there, right? So to me, the first piece is where, where do you want to go? What do you want it to look like? Create that and be sure to put a lot of feeling words in that. So it's not just like, I want 500,000 books sold. It's like, I love how amazing I feel when that 500,000 book sale comes through. I love the feeling that I've made an impact on that many people with my story with my perseverance and my commitment to making this book happen, right? So you're, you're, you're infusing the way that you feel around the goals because I've found that it's much more impactful and powerful versus just saying, I want a million dollars. You know, it's like, how are you gonna feel? What are you gonna do with it? How's it gonna impact you, right? So infusing how you feel around it. I loved being able to step on stage and share my story with hundreds of people based on this story that I wrote in my book and how that's going to impact them and watching them respond to my truth and my message made me feel so good. And I'm so proud of myself for not giving up, right? Those are the kinds of things that you want to put in that visionary piece, but then you got to get to work, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm actually not a huge fan of like the hustle grind language and concept because mm -hmm. I just don't feel like in this new way of doing life and business that it's required. Now, not to say it's not hard work, but I think it's more if we think about it in terms of consistency mm -hmm. and um, persistence and I'm showing up and I'm committed. Those are much more spacious words for your body to handle versus hustle, grind, <clears throat> you know, right. you feel good in your body. Like it's contract. I, I already feel uh, even just saying that. Right. So, um, I think that if you can shift it in like create more excitement and more joy, and maybe that means you write for 30 minutes and then you do a dance party in the kitchen, like to keep your energy up and good, right? Some of those kind of things. Um, infusing joy and excitement back into your practice and into your day, I think will help keep you in a much higher vibrational frequency, which is also important for calling things in, right? Yeah. It's kind of these multi-steps and multi-parts, but it's um, it's absolutely available and absolutely doable. Yeah, I love that. It is, and that is one of the hardest things when you when you start thinking about you know doing affirmations and and doing big visions and stuff like that. Like it does get, I get so frustrated because I'm like, it's really easy for people who are already there to say, all you have to do is dream about what you want, and it's like, no, <laughs> that's not all right. you have to do. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. So, anyway, I think those are some things that just feel really um, like good steps for yeah. just shifting, micro shifting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. I love that concept. Dan, Dream with Dan, um, his podcast. Is this podcast Dreamer. called Dream with Dan? Dream. Yep. 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 
um, go check him out. He's absolutely amazing. And he's got a very sexy British accent. So it's not hard to listen to. (laughs) I love Dan. Okay. So let's shift directions just a teeny tiny bit, because I want to talk about what you do for women. Um, I love your soul sparkle mission and, and, and your retreats that you do, and you've got one coming up. So will you spend just a moment talking about that program and what you do in Paris? Paris. Um, so, you know, I started soul sparkle because it was something that I needed Mm. for myself. Right. And I wanted to take these beautiful and amazing experiences and I wanted to just invite other ladies to join me. And so essentially that's how it started. And it has become this whole movement around what it means to live a soul sparkling life. What does that look like? What does it feel like? And my version may look very different than your version. And that's okay, right? Because we're all unique. But as long as you're on the journey to create that, um, that really is the essence of of what I do with Soul Sparkle. Um, Specifically, the Paris experience, um, that has been an extraordinary highlight. This is this will be my fifth time to do that experience. Um, I've done them in the south of France, in Mallorca, Spain, in Sacred Valley, Peru, um, Morocco, Scotland, England, like all over the place. But Paris is special because it was my very first one five years ago. And, you know, it's one part incredible cuisine with a private chef at a 17th century chateau it's oh my gosh champagne and twinkle lights in ball gowns and crowns and it is um you know this experience of stepping into a life and a vision of yourself that you might not have been able to by yourself right Mm -hmm. and i think that's what's so beautiful is when we bring women together in these containers um that's when the magic happens. And it's extraordinary when you give yourself permission to fly to another country and wear a red ball gown and you know have a photo shoot and, and do all of this beautiful work on yourself. And you come home different and you'll never be the same because you've now stepped into and embodied um, a version of yourself that you didn't know was there or you, you never gave yourself permission to see it before. So- Oh, I love the dream. It sounds so beautiful. Where do people find out more about this if that's calling to them? Sure. Um, we can drop the link in the in the okay. notes, I'm assuming. But yep, um, sure. if they want to, they can just go to my website. It's soulsparkleliving.com forward slash Paris. Oh my gosh. It sounds mm-hmm. so incredible. Well, thank you, Haley. Um, you have been such a calming presence in my life. Um, I appreciate all that you do to serve all of us who are on this journey for bigger and better things. Yeah. And um, um, what did you have any resources? You have a podcast as well that people can mm-hmm. come check out too, right? Yeah. The Soul Center CEO show. Um, basically we just feature, you know, entrepreneurs, essentially soul-centered leaders, right? Mm-hmm. So um, for those of the members of the collective that want to be featured on there, we have incredible, just like you said, incredible humans doing amazing things. And they're beautiful hearts and beautiful dreams, you know, and they support each other in such a lovely way. So that really is designed for entrepreneurs that are kind of in that six figure, wanting to go to seven figures, have a heart for service. And yeah, that's, um, that's definitely something they can check out too. Yeah. I love it. 
Well, thank you so much for spending time today and encouraging thank us and reminding us to breathe. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Always a blessing to spend time with you. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.